Hey friend, you are listening to Mama's Mission and I'm Deb and oh my goodness, I had the privilege and honour of speaking to Kat Lee in this interview that is about to follow and you are so going to be encouraged, so encouraged. I was encouraged Mama. It is all about mornings because she has founded an organisation called Hello Mornings And in it, it is talking about how we need to have three components to our morning that don't have to take very long to do, but it sets us up on the right foot for the day. It's all about God. It's all about God. We can't do this mamahood journey without him. So it's about putting our foot forward in the best way. She is such a light. I was so encouraged in this episode, and I know that you will be too. Mama, if your mornings feel chaotic and you feel like you're hitting the ground running with kids in your face and all your to-dos in your face and you are just so overwhelmed, this is the episode for you. In it, we share how you can actually start the day in a more peaceful way and it does not involve lighting a bunch of candles and meditating. It is super simple, something you can do in bed before the kids come at you and you can gradually move on from there. Kat shares her story about how this actual movement started and I just am so hopeful that you get as much out of this episode as I did. So let's not beat around the bush and let's get into it. Hey mama, welcome to Mama's Mission. Do you wish pointing your kids to Jesus could be simple? Are you overwhelmed with no schedule and good habits? So what you want to achieve, like discipling, doesn't happen. Do you have the best intentions to read that devotion with the kids? But after a bit, you lose your groove and feel that pointing your kids to Jesus is too hard. Hey, I'm Deb. I too was overwhelmed with the concept of discipling my littles. I was inconsistent in showing my kids Jesus, jumping from one idea to the next, and I wished for some structure to my day to make that happen. I wanted some routines and ideas on how to point my kids to Jesus, but I kept telling myself this is too hard and will take way too much time, until I found routines and habits. In this podcast, you'll discover what discipling your kids is and looks like, how to schedule time in to point your kids to Jesus, and what tools you can use to help you so that you can be the mama living out her greatest mission, to show her kids Jesus. So grab a coffee, or maybe two, kick back and get ready to launch into your mission. Thank you so much for joining us, Kat, at Mama's Mission. It's awesome to have you here. Uh, thanks for having me so much, Deb. <laughs> Can you let the listeners know a little bit about yourself? Yeah, so my name is Kat Lee, and I'm a mom of three. I have a 21-year-old, a 19-year-old, and a 16-year-old, and we live in Waco, Texas in the U.S. Um, I founded an organization called Hello Mornings and wrote a book called Hello Mornings, and it's all about building a morning routine, but really just following God with purpose and intention in our daily lives. That's awesome. I've actually used it before as well when I first had my... My first child, actually, just wanting to get a bit more routine in the morning. And it was such a great start to the day because mornings are so important, I think, anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, Hello Mornings is an awesome movement. Can you elaborate more on the heart behind your motto, which is God, plan, move? 
Yeah, absolutely. So I feel like so many moms, especially new moms who have come from a life of, you know, being able to kind of manage their own schedule, do whatever they want, then they become moms and suddenly life feels chaotic. And they're like, well, I want to spend time with God like I used to. I want to be able to maybe exercise like I used to. I want to have some planning and structure in my day like I used to. And they try to implement the old things that they used to do into their new lives. And it just doesn't work as well because there's so much uh, less flexibility when we have little ones running around. And so with God Plan Move, my heart is to help uh, women and especially moms just do that in a very simple, small, grace-filled way. So the idea is that we want to start with God. Nothing we do really matters and and we're not going to have the right direction we're not going to do the right things unless we're starting with him and connecting with him letting him you know give us our identity give us our our purpose for the day give us insights into our children for the day um, then we want to plan our day to whatever extent we can we just want to have an idea of what's on the calendar uh, what do I hope to accomplish today? Maybe I specifically want to encourage my middle child that she is purposeful, that she is loved, that she has value in our home. Just having some sort of intention with the day. And then move. I want to make healthy choices so that I have the energy to do the things that God is calling me to do. Now for you know a retiree, that might look like one thing. For a college student, that might look like something else. But the idea is say, I want to follow you, God, wherever you're leading me. I want to have a plan to follow you and I have the energy to do it. Um, and so it sounds like a lot, but that's really what Hello Mornings is all about. We boil it down to just a three minute morning routine and we talk a lot about habit building and just try to do everything in a very grace filled yet intentional way. Oh, that's so cool. I love that actually. And you're so right. It's pivotal to get God as the foundation. I love it how. I love the three components you have, but really it is about God. He is, you know, foundational for our day or for our day to go smoothly anyway. I love that. And I can so see how as mums we have our children and then routine structure goes out the window and it's survival mode to be, to be brutally honest. Like initially it is survival mode, but you do need to get your, get into the groove of things, don't you? And this is a perfect way to start your morning. Can you tell us what's, oh, sorry. Oh, I, I was going to say, I, I one encouragement that I have is that I heard a, a friend of mine say that when she starts her day, she would like wake up and pray for her kids. And it used to be that she had the perspective that she was praying for her kids as though as though she was opening the door and inviting God into her day, inviting him into her parenting, into how she treated her kids that day. And one time during her quiet time, she just felt like God was saying, actually, it's more like when you wake up and you meet with me, I'm opening the door to you or you're opening the door and joining me in what I'm already doing in your children's lives, in your children's hearts and the encouragements I've been speaking to them as they've um, slept during the night and the um, ways that I'm ministering to them all throughout the day that we're, we're doing, joining him in what he's already doing for and with our children instead of it feeling like it's us and we're inviting God into it and we're in charge of how our children turn out. We're in charge of how, <laughs> you know, our children feel on a day-to-day basis. And I just thought that was such a freeing concept and such a freeing perspective change. It's a small one, 
But for me, it really transformed a lot just to think that God's already doing stuff in my kids' lives. And I get to step into that with what he's doing. And um, yeah, so that's always been an encouragement for me. That is really powerful. And I would completely agree. I mean, at the end of the day, we like to think we've got everything mapped out and we're in control, but it's just a lie basically because we're not in control. He ultimately is. And I liken it like, when we first had our daughter, it was he was just like, I'm I'm gifting her to you just to take care of her. Like you're just her caretaker, basically. Ultimately, she belongs to me. And that was kind of like, oh, hard to take, but it's true. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I'm on the other end of parenting. I've just taken two of my kids off to college this past weekend, and my last one drove off to school by himself this morning and it's just a different dynamic when you realize oh wow i had them for 18 years but yeah the rest of their lives it's them and jesus it's them and god and so you know maybe i can kind of control things when they're small uh, maybe even i can try to do that into their teenage years but ultimately i need to foster their relationship with jesus in order to do that i need to foster my relationship with him and so that's really why God is at the heart of of everything that we do at Hell Mornings. That is awesome because that's what we hear about at Mama's Mission. You know, it is using those that time that we have wisely with our children to intentionally disciple them. But you're right, after a certain time, they got to make that choice themselves. Mm-hmm. I know which choice I'd like my children to make, but at the end of the day, it's the choice that they have to make. I can't make it for them. But you, we, I can do all I can along the journey. <laughs> Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So why do you feel that mornings are really important for mums in particular? Well, I think anything we do, the first few minutes of it set the tone for the rest of it. If we walk into a party, how we enter, how the first person we talk to, what happens the first moments we walk in impacts the rest of it. If we play a sport, the first few minutes of the game impact the rest of it. And I think the same is true with our day, especially after we've been sleeping and we just wake up and we're just kind of framing our thoughts for the day. If we dive into the day thinking, okay, I've got to do this, I've got to do that, I've got to do this. But instead, we, we just make the time and our intention and say, God, what do you have for me today? What do you want to speak to me today? What do you want me to speak to my kids today? And our theme verse for Hello Mornings is Psalm 143.8. And it says, let the morning bring me word of your unfailing love, for I put my trust in you. Show me the way I should go, for to you I entrust my life. And it's really just a prayer to say, God, you know, you, you, you knit me in my mother's womb. You have a purpose and a plan for me, and I, I want to follow you today. I want to know what's the game plan, coach? What's what's the plan for today? And and as moms, you know, the days are long, but the years are short. And if we can just have the habit of every day saying, God, what do you have for me today? It's just that's the fast track to our children's hearts. That's the fast track to good decision making. That's the fast track to walking in peace and grace towards our children um, if our eyes and our hearts are on Jesus. So, yeah, I just think that is the crux of it. You know, I'm sure all of us, all of those listening have experienced a moment when they've decided to pause and maybe turn on a worship song or pause and pray, and it reframed their whole perspective. So if we can start our day by doing that, 
it just gives us the best chance for um, ministering to our children well and being the moms that we desperately want to be. That's awesome. It's about getting off on the right foot, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And mornings are super key. I I probably should have asked you this like at the beginning of the interview, interview but can you share a little bit about what what prompted the move for Hello Morning? Um, what was your story yeah. there? Yeah. So, you know, it's one of those things where I can go back. Well, I was born in 1975, <laughs> which is kind of, it's a little bit a part of it, but I'll, I'll back up a little bit and then give the full picture. But ultimately, I was a mom with little kids and I had no clue what I was doing. I desperately, desperately wanted to be a great mom, but I didn't know how. I had no grid for it. And my, I had three kids and uh, they're all under five years old. And I just would get so frustrated uh, with myself and with them. And I just remember one day after getting them into bed, you know, kind of crossing that bedtime finish line, and it was not the day that I wanted. And I had gotten so frustrated with them and then with myself. And I just remember crying actually in my minivan in the garage in Texas in July. So it's like a hundred and billion degrees outside. <laughs> and there's like snot running down my face and I'm just bawling. I'm like, oh, what's wrong with me? What can I do to be the mom that I want to be? And I just felt like he was like, I need you to get up early. And I was like, that's what I get up early I have three kids under five years old I get up way earlier than I want to and just the thought came into my mind of I want you to wake up for your life and not just to your life and I'd been waking up to my life to my kids waking up and coming and asking me for things to my kids crying and needing me to go and and get them Um, but instead just the idea of waking up for my life and for my kids and for my family instead of to them and like I said Maybe it was 30 seconds. Maybe I heard my kids wake up and for 30 seconds I say, God, give me your heart for my children today. Give me your vision for today. And, you know, that's like five seconds right there. Um, But um, I'm sorry, I lost you. There we go. Sorry. Um, And so, you know, I just asked God, give me your vision for today. Give me your vision for your kid, for my kids. And uh, so I started doing that very lamely at first. It was, you know, God time, plan time, and move time might have been like a quick Bible verse in my head and um, maybe one squat and one thought for the day and as I'm walking to get my kids. But I began just building the habit. And by making it a small habit, I could expand it in seasons that were easier. I could contract it in seasons that were harder. But the consistency of it is what really, I think, impacted my life so much. And and ultimately, the reason I wanted to be a great mom is because I never knew my mom. Uh, she passed away when I was nine months old. Mm. And I grew up, she was from the Philippines. Um, and my dad was this all-American guy. And they met in Chicago when she was uh, a nurse that had come over from the Philippines. And uh, she was ill and she passed away when I was nine months old. So growing up, I never knew Uh, what it was like to have a mom. You know, I didn't go shopping with my mom. She didn't brush my hair. I didn't have all those experiences that you see in the movies and on TV. And it was always just this hole in my heart. And I felt like I was missing out that I was the outside looking in on things that, you know, even the animals in the zoo had, but I didn't have that. I didn't know. 
And so when I got the opportunity to be a mom, I just took it so seriously because like, I might not know what it's like to have a mom, but what a gracious and redeeming God that I have that I get to be the thing that I never had. Yeah. Um, so I was just always so passionate about it. But like I said, I had zero grid for, you know, my grid was like the movies and that's not real life. I didn't see, <laughs> you know, you don't, you don't see the moms in the movies get all frustrated with their kids. And yeah. So living the day to day just overwhelmed me and, and, and really kind of broke me. And I think that was a good breaking where I realized that Jesus, I just need you moment by moment in order to do this thing that you've called me to do. And that first moment starts when I wake up. That's so cool. I think I think we have to be taken to those places sometimes, don't we, in order for God to move in a powerful way. And that's what he's obviously done with you. And I think there are so many mamas out there who can relate to that, just feeling so overwhelmed, yes. getting off the wrong foot, not knowing what the heck you're doing. Um, it's the blind leading the blind here. <laughs> Even if you had an awesome mum, sometimes it's still, it's very overwhelming and three under five is intense. Yes. Yes. And you don't know how, even if you had an awesome mom, we don't know how to, to duplicate that, you know, no. we go to school for so many years doing it, learning so many things, but there's no school of motherhood, which would seem really useful. Oh, and majorly. There's so many nuances to being a mom and walking in patience and walking with intention. And there's so many different kinds of moms. Well, you know, there are people who will write books about motherhood or or teach about motherhood, but it's not the right kind of motherhood for me. You know, it's not the the way that I would mother. For example, I absolutely adore Sally Clarkson. I was just um, listening to her this morning on a podcast. <laughs> she is amazing. She is a dear friend. She's had a, probably one of the biggest influences in my life as a mom. Uh, but we are very, very different. She is very... I mean, I love literature and I love reading, but she is very um, British tea time and that sort of thing. I like sports, you know, and, yeah. and she's cool, very organized and idealistic and I'm kind of spontaneous and crazy. So, you know, it's important that as we do look for those influences while we're trying to be moms to recognize we don't need to we don't need to emulate other women we need to just be inspired by them and let God filter that towards our personality and towards how he made us. That's really cool, actually. That's encouraging because we are all different as our kids are all different. And the way you parent one child might not be as effective with a different child, like your exactly. second child. So we, we are all different and that's really encouraging, actually. Can you tell us, like, Obviously, there, as you alluded to earlier in the interview, you were talking about how it sounds like a lot with, mm -hmm. you know, God move plan, but it isn't initially. It was three minutes. Can you tell us where would you start for the mama out there going, okay, well, my life, I can totally relate to where you were. I It is chaotic. I hit the floor running. I have no routine in the morning. Help. Where would you start? Yeah. You know, that's such a hard thing, I think, for us as adults. With children, if you give a child a cello, you expect them to make noise and for them to <laughs> bang it and for it to not be pleasant. If you give them a tennis racket, you expect them to, like, launch the ball and it never even touch the tennis court. 
But as adults, we think we need to be amazing at things when we start. And realistically, we need to give ourselves so much grace to just be in it for the long haul. And so with God plan move, if it looks like waking up and saying, God help, and then giving five seconds to think through what you might have on your calendar, and then taking one deep breath before you go and get your kids, that's God plan move. That is successful. You were intentional. You turned your eyes to Jesus. You thought about your plan for the day. You made one healthy choice, even if that's just taking one deep breath. Go you. And that's really what it comes down to. Whatever the smallest denominator is for you in you know the day-to-day of your life. Um, ultimately, for Hello Mornings, we've made the three-minute morning be praying Psalm 143.8, which is that verse I mentioned a minute ago. Uh, just really heartfelt, not reciting the verse, but just praying, let the morning bring me word of your unfailing love. For I put my trust in you. Show me the way I should go, for to you I entrust my life. And that takes about 10 seconds to recite. And just taking the next 50 seconds to have an open heart to whatever God might speak to you, whatever, however he might encourage you just to listen um, for what he has for your day. And then the plan part is just, you know, you can look at your calendar on your phone. You can just think through your calendar. But I don't know about you, but there have been many days where I didn't even think about my calendar. And then I missed a birthday party or I missed a doctor's (laughs) appointment. And just that one minute pause to look at the calendar or think about the calendar or say, God, is there anything that I need to add to my calendar today? Is there anything that I need to take away from my calendar today? And having that open heart. And then finally, for the move part. Um, it's just taking 10 deep breaths. So we rush through our day. We're stressed. We take these tiny little (laughs) breaths and it's just not great (laughs) for our body. And if we just pause and take 10, just really filling deep breaths, get our oxygen flowing. Um, It's just one healthy choice we can make for our bodies. And the great thing is, here's the awesome thing. You can do all of that after you hit the snooze button, you can set your alarm to wake up or you cannot set your alarm to wake up. You can just wake up and pray that prayer while you're in bed. You can think through your plan for the day while you're in bed. You can take 10 deep breaths in bed. So even if you love the snooze button, you can do your three minute morning when you're sick. You can do it when you're traveling. You can do it when life is great, when life is hard, and it can be a consistent thing that kind of helps you claim the identity of I am a woman who chooses to start my day with Jesus. That might be a five-second prayer or a one-minute prayer or a 30-minute prayer, but I start my day with Jesus. I am a woman who chooses to be intentional with my time and plan my day. I'm a woman who chooses um, to be intentional about my health and take care of my body. And when we choose those identities. It's like a vote for the kind of person that we want to be. And it makes us, makes it easier for us to then make better choices throughout the day. Um, so it can be, like I said, as big or as little as you want it to be. But the idea is just the consistency because I don't know about you, but I'm not in it to just do something for two weeks. I would love to be a 90 year old woman who could say, I started every day with my eyes and heart on Jesus. Mm. Maybe it was five seconds someday. But what an impact that's going to have if, you know, we are women who choose to turn our eyes to Jesus to listen to him before we start our day and step into the world and open our mouths and impact people and open our mouths and impact our children. Um, What a better influence we can have in people's lives if we filter our day through him first. 
Yeah, I would totally agree with you. I was just wondering, you know, obviously you've you've set it out really simply for us, which is so awesome. Would that be something that in the in the grand scheme of things that you would continue to do? Like, or would you expect people to kind of build on that? Yeah, I would expect people to build on it and then shrink it back and then build it and then shrink it back because we all have crazy seasons of life. Uh, we've just had in our family a pretty crazy season. Uh, we had just a very busy summer of traveling. We have um, launched a couple of kids to college, getting kids ready for school, all kinds of stuff. And there have been some days and weeks where I had like a 30 second morning. And there's been other days and weeks <laughs> where I had a 60 minute morning. And it really just depends. And, and I think if we can just remember that it's about our relationship with God, it's not about checking things off or or the thing that we can accomplish, or the thing that we can do. The example that I often give is if I was heading out the door to a meeting, and like, let's take my son when he was like five years old. If I went out into the hallway, and he was like, hey, mom, can I have a hug? And what if I was like, you know what, buddy, I would give you a hug. I am in a hurry. But I know that you really like to play risk. And I don't have time for risk right now. And I know risk would be like the best thing I could do for you. So since I can't play risk, I'm not going to hug you. I'm not really going to look at you. I'm not really going to talk to you besides explaining this. And I'm just going to go to my meeting and maybe later, if I have time, life, life could get away from me. But if I have time, then I'll play risk with you. I would never do that to my son. But how often do I do that to God? How often do I say, oh, I can't do my 30-minute Bible study this morning? And then I feel guilty about it or bad about it. And so then I just sort of avoid him. And I don't yeah. say, okay, I only have 10 seconds. God, I give you these 10 seconds. And I say that I need you and I want a relationship with you. So I think if we can just shift our perspective from it being a thing that we need to do for God to love us. He already loves us. He just wants that hug in the morning. And then it can grow from there. And some days it can be a game of risk and some days it can just be a quick hug before we walk out the door. Um, but the idea is let's be women who are in our 90s who love Jesus and started our day with him each day. That's really encouraging. I love that. And you're so right. We do do that. I think we put so much pressure on ourselves that we have to achieve this. This is what the Pinterest worthy devotion time looks like. And if I don't achieve that, then it's all or nothing. And mm -hmm. that's not what God's about, is it? It's He just wants no. that time with us. It doesn't matter if it's like all day where we're in intensive worship all day, which would be quite difficult, or if it's five minutes in the morning. Like that's really encouraging because I know that there that is an excuse that a lot of mamas are going to use. Like I'm too busy. I'm just too busy doing everything else, being a mum. But that's not what it's about. It's just carving out a small amount of our day to start with, and then you can build on it. Mm -hmm. I, I like to think of the idea that we often feel guilt and then we just sort of sit in it. But instead, guilt isn't a place we're ever supposed to sit. It was never a place we're supposed to stay. It's kind of like those, I don't know if they have these in New Zealand, but in, in Texas on the side of the road, once you get to the shoulder, there's like these little bumps. 
And if you're driving, you hit the bumps, mm. your car goes, and that's <laughs> yeah. really what guilt is. You know, it's saying, hey, I'm not living the way that I want to. I'm not loving God the way that I want to. This isn't how I intended for my day to go. And it's just those bumps in the road. And, you know, I don't stay on the bumps in the road. As soon as I hit those bumps, I steer back onto the road. And um, too often, I think we just sit in guilt, maybe as a form of punishment of ourselves. I'm not sure. But I think if God's not, if that's not God's heart for us, why would we do that to ourselves? And it's just keeping us um, from the love that he has for us and the encouragement that he has for us. And um, I have a quick story that kind of exemplifies this, if you don't mind. Yeah, you go for it. Okay. So in the 1996 Olympics, there was this guy named Derek Redman who was a 400-meter sprinter for Great Britain. And he was, like, supposed to win medals. He was amazing. So in one of the preliminary races uh, at the Olympics, the gun goes off. He starts running. About 200 meters in, he, like, falls to the ground. He had uh, apparently ripped his hamstring. So, you know, all the runners pass by him, finish the race, and he's just kind of lying on the track. Everything he'd worked for his entire life done. No opportunities for him to win gold, to represent his country or anything anymore. He totally could have sat in that guilt and that failure in that moment. But instead, he jumps up. And, and actually, if you watch the video, it's on YouTube. You can see the runners finishing and then you see people cheering, but they're obviously not cheering for the runners that finished. And so the camera goes back and he's like holding his hamstring and sort of hopping, limping down the track with 200 meters to go. And he's just grimacing. There's tears down his face. And the audience is just standing up cheering, you know, just with the grit that he's going to finish this race. And when he gets about 100 meters farther down, with 100 meters more to go, there's this commotion in this crowd. And this man that's a little older and a little grayer than Derek jumps over the barrier, shoves past these security guards, and runs out into the track and kind of wraps his arms around his son's shoulders. And they finish the race together. And afterwards, there was a reporter that asked Derek Redmond's father why he did that. And his dad said, well, we started this together. So I figured we ought to finish it together, too. And nobody remembers who won that race. Nobody really remembers <laughs> who won the gold. But Derek has like a whole speaking career and book and all these things based around this one moment of failure where his father came and wrapped his arms around him. And I think as moms, we need to remember that when we wake up every morning, a lot of us feel like failures yeah. just to start the day. Yeah. And we need to remember that God is fighting past the distraction of our phones. He's fighting past the guilt that we feel and trying to avoid him, maybe because we're not doing the right things. And he's just wanting to wrap his arms around us. And if we're limping across the finish line, he's going to limp with us. If, he want, if we're running across the finish line, he's going to run with us. Um, but that time with him is just him wanting to love on us and wanting to speak encouragement and life over us so that we can make it to the finish line. And so if we can reframe our guilt and our failure to thinking of it as an opportunity for God to walk with us, then I think that we can step past that and, and really see growth in life um, in our days. Yeah, that's so powerful. So powerful. You're right. It's such a good reminder that we serve a loving God. He's mm -hmm. not a God of condemnation. Like he, he and even when he, uh, I, I know there's a better word for it, but even when he tells you off, it's done in such a loving way. 
you just feel like, I just want to do better. And you feel a bit of guilt, but then it's kind of like, but I just want to move forward and and please you because I love you. And I just love how gentle he is and he doesn't make you feel rubbish, <laughs> which is what, you know, the world, you know, that's what Satan wants us to feel like a failure. Yes. Like yes. we're not doing a good enough job. Like we'll never do a good enough job. Um, Never measure up. You can, who do you think you are to be this person's parent? Like you're so unqualified, whatever. But that's not what God's about. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Yeah. And then, because then when we feel paralyzed, we stop. Yeah. And we just stop trying. And I think if we can step into the grace that God has for us and really understand that word and understand that there is grace to move forward, to stumble forward, to fall forward, um, then we can keep going. There's a a quote that I like that says, um, it's in like, I think it's about martial arts, but it it says, the only difference between a master and a beginner is that the master has failed more times than the beginner has even tried. (laughs) So just the idea of starting again, starting again, failing and learning and really thinking of failure as an opportunity to learn. Hey, I didn't spend time with Jesus this morning. Great. Okay. What can I learn from that? Tomorrow is a brand new, fresh day and I can do something different. Hey, I lost my temper with my kids today. Great. What can I learn from that? This next second is another opportunity for me to try again and to do better. So living with a forward thinking mentality instead of looking back and regretting can be so healthy for us, I think, as moms. I agree. I so agree. I I feel guilty because you mentioned earlier that you wanted to speak to me for my accent which that's absolutely fine but I just want to keep speaking to you because you're just light everything that's coming out of your mouth is so life-giving and it's so it's been so awesome talking to you and I hope and I know that mums are going to be so encouraged by what you have to share the hello morning like the three components to that are key especially God And it's been so freeing to hear that it doesn't have to be this massive thing that I think a lot of us think that it should be. It can be so easy. Just a quick prayer in the morning. Hey, God, I know you're there. Can you help me out? Because I don't want to do this by myself because I can't. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Thank you so much for joining us here at Mama's Mission. Um, before we finish up, can you please share with the listeners how they can find out a bit more about you? Sure. You can find me at hellomornings.org. Uh, I am, Hello Mornings is on Instagram. And then I've also recently started doing some stuff on YouTube. So you can find me there as well. Oh, that is awesome. I will link everything in the description anyway to make it very easy for the listener. But thank you so much again, Kat. I've just really appreciated our conversation. Oh, I've enjoyed it so much too. Thank you so much for having me. I love encouraging moms. I love having the opportunity to hopefully um, just share some life with them, share some hope, share some grace. So I appreciate the opportunity. Thanks for listening to Mama's Mission. If you liked what you heard, please leave a review. Thanks, guys. Hey, Mama. I can pretty much say ditto to what my little girl just said. It lights me up when you're encouraged to disciple your kids from the content here at Mama's Mission. So either leave a review on the podcast or hit me up on Instagram at a dash of Deb. 
or better yet, join the family by subscribing to our newsletter. The link is in the description. Be blessed, Mama.